Hello. Well, hello. Is this Chris Connolly from the band Hot Panda? Yes, it is. Well, hi, Chris Connolly. This is Scott Wood. I'm calling from the interview show. Oh, hey, how's it going? I totally forgot about this. That's sad. That makes me very, very sad, Chris Connolly. Oh, man, I'm totally, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm right now popping a license plate off our old van that broke down because we need to transfer it to the new van we just bought today. Okay, I would love to hear the story of the van. Oh, fantastic. Uh, we, well, we, we were driving and there was a loud knocking noise. We got it towed into Waterloo. The engine was uh, messed up. Can't be fixed. So the van was trashed, so we were like, okay, we need to get a van, and we have, like, two days to do it. And all we needed was one, because we got one today. I found one today in Toronto. Today was running around trying to find this van. I got the van, and now I just, I, I went back to Waterloo to get the plates and everything and the registration insurance out of the old van, and, uh, you know, making, making it happen. When you're looking for a van on the fly, like you are, because you're in the middle of a tour... What are yeah. the most important things that you have to have? The, the most important things are that it's under the amount of money that you have to get the van. That's an important one. Um, it, it also has to be there. It has to be able to get right away. And it has to be something that uh, looks like it's going to run and work, which a, a, is a bit of it is blind faith. I mean, we're getting this thing inspected tomorrow, so hopefully it works out. But, you know, it takes... Uh, it takes a lot of uh, snap decision making. You don't have time to deliberate too much. You got to be like, I got a good feeling about this. Let's get it. So now, looking at the van, what's the most distinctive feature? It's it's it's, it's the same color as the sky. It's a light blue. Nice, nice. All right, I'm imagining Hot Panda and their nice new blue van. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be our age of tranquility.
new blue van. Yeah, yeah it's going to be our age of tranquility. Excellent, excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host, and today I've got Chris Connolly from the band Hot Panda on the line. Hi, Chris. Hey, hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Now, your band is named after a restaurant, so if I take a trip to Edmonton, what should I eat at that restaurant? I would not go to that restaurant if I went to Edmonton. It's Panda Express. It's not very good. It's like a it's fast food, Chinese food. And we were just joking because that was one of the dishes, one of the disgusting dishes that we thought might get served at that restaurant would be the hot panda. So we were either going to be hot panda or Szechuan panda. But hot panda, I think, lent itself to a more imaginative thinking. Yeah, hot panda is way better. Good choice. Yeah, because you can take it a lot of ways, you know. Definitely. three that I can think of. On a related note, I've read that Black Dog, which is a bar in Edmonton as well, you can order yeah. a hot panda. So if you and I sat down and we ordered one of those, what am I going to be drinking? Oh, man, I don't... <laughs> hey. Hey, would this be Chris Connolly? <laughs> why, it is, yeah. Why you got to flush my calls, man? Oh, man, I don't know. This call failed, and then I tried to call back, and it wouldn't even ring. That's horrible. Well, I'm glad that we finally reestablished the connection. It's all good. It's all good. So I'll just rephrase the question. We can go straight back into it. Okay. Okay, so there's a bar in Edmonton called the Black Dog, and I've read... Black Dog. Yes, I've read that you can order a hot panda there. So if you and I were sitting in the Black Dog in Edmonton, and they bring those drinks to the table, what will we be drinking? Um, I, I don't think there actually is a drink called the Hot Panda. I think that was made up. I think, but I think if you do that, you might just get the tab that we haven't paid that's there. So it might not be a drink and more just like a surprise tab that comes to you. <laughs> so a big muscular man's going to come out there and, and like... Yeah, and be like, here's your unpaid tab. I think that's what would happen. Yikes. All right, well, if you could have a drink that's called a Hot Panda and you went into a bar and ordered it, what is that going to be? Well, let's think. It would probably, uh, probably Guinness. I think would have to be in it, like cause, you know, like like that. That's such like that panda black color. I mean, what, what what's white that could be in there? Um, I don't know. Like maybe maybe like the Guinness Insider could be called a hot panda. Maybe I don't know. That could. Okay, that's not bad. I think there's a name for that already. But I guess what I'm getting at, you know, because it's your group, you can go to a bar and just say, hey, I want a hot panda. It's this, this, and this. Oh, okay. I see. So, like, what would it ideally be? Yeah, what's your favorite drink? Let's take, you know, a couple of your favorite liquors, mix Lately, them I've together. Drinking, I've been drinking this, uh, like, tequila, coke, and lime juice, something I've been having a lot of. So if I could name that a uh, hot panda, I would. Okay. They're going to have to, like, warm that up for you or something. Yeah, I think I think they might. Yeah, we can warm it up too, and maybe put a little bit of Frank's like red hot in there. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. So Hot Panda, you guys are on the Mint label, and they're a pretty tight label. I heard you describe the people at Mint once as lifers. So can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, when I say lifers, I mean people that are running a record label that aren't doing it because it's you know they're young and they think it's a fun thing to do when they're young. And that when they realize there's no money involved, they're going to quit. And, oh, one second. Oh, man. There's crazy stuff happening around me right now. What are you guys doing? I'm, I'm just outside the Trepid House in Waterloo. 
you guys doing I'm, I'm just outside the trepid house in waterloo yeah i'm actually i'm on the radio right now <laughs> they say hi from the trepid house in waterloo what are they throwing beer bottles at you they're throwing out beer bottles from a party last night <laughs> oh, nice. um, uh so uh oh man what were we saying you were talking about mint being lifers 
Oh yeah, the the the, the fact that they're 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 going to keep doing this even when they realize that there might not be that much money made in running an independent record label. It's just something that they they've done for so long, and they're probably going to keep doing. There's a lot of labels that are like that might get some initial success that are run by kind of young people that I feel that if things ever turned bad, they could fold really quick, and I don't get that impression with Mint. I think they're. I think they're in it for the long haul, because they have been. So now is Chris Connolly, is he a lifer? Am I a lifer? Oh, man, I think I'm a lifer in, in a certain thing. I may not be a, a lifer for one particular project, but I always be doing music and doing things that are creative. So, yeah, yeah, I'm a lifer, man. Excellent, excellent. All right, here comes the skill-testing part of the interview. Are you ready? Okay. Okay, I'm going to throw yeah. three guys who are on the Mint label at you. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to ask you, A, what have you learned from them, or what could you learn from them? Yeah. And B, there's going to be three of them, and you've got to pick one of them to kill, one of them to bunk, and one of them to marry. One of, what was the second one? Bunk. I'm using that as a substitute word. B-U-N-K as in sleep with. Oh, okay. I thought it was some kind of thing that the kids were doing nowadays. I was like, whoa, I don't know what funking somebody is. Okay. So first we got Shane from The Awkward Stage. Yes. Then we got Paul from Young and Sexy. Okay. And then we got Becky from The Pack AD. Okay, well, I think I just found the funk on that last one. Nice. Um, uh, what were the other ones? Uh, what were the other things you wanted to know? You wanted to know? Well, f- because everybody on the Mint label, let's assume that they're lifers, what yep. could you learn from them? Because you're fairly new to the game. You're like two albums in. That's true. Well, I think Shane, I mean, that, I've never heard anybody do stage banter as good as he does. He has the funniest stage banter I've ever seen. Uh, like, he can, like, he's like, I mean... I, I like the awkward stage and all, but man, that guy should be a comedian. He's like hilarious. He's, uh, so I think I could learn how to do stage banter a bit better from him. Um, uh, second person was Paul. Yep. What can I learn from Paul? Um, I don't know, but he's the one I know the least out of all those people. Um, uh, I, I, I could learn how to look like A.C. Newman better. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever noticed that, that Paul looks a lot like A.C. Newman? He does a little bit. He does. I'd actually confused them before. I've been like, is that Carl Newman? And then I'm like, no, it's Paul. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, made that mis- I made that mistake a few times. Ironically, their music gets compared a lot as well. I know. They sound like them, too, and he looks like them. It's weird. I think I have, uh, maybe, maybe he's planning to kill Carl Newman and replace him. <laughs> maybe. Yikes. All right, so the last one, of course, is going to be Becky from Pac-AD. Oh, Becky, I could learn how to, like, how to, like, <laughs> I could learn how to be, like, a rock star from Becky. I've, like, never seen anybody, like, I just go, like, she tours so hard and still parties pretty hard. and just She just lives, like, she lives, like, I don't know, pretty extreme. She's the closest thing to, like, just, like, a rock, like, a rock chick that I know. So, so I could learn how to be, I think, a better, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty, like, couple drinks to bed early kind of guys. So I think I could learn how to how to rock a bit harder from her. Sweet. Now you got to pick which one you're going to do. So what are the what are my things again? What do I have to pick? It's kill, bunk, or marry. Who would I kill out of those? That's harsh. Oh man, I don't know. I don't want to kill any of these people. Well, let's say put into a reversible coma. Into a reversible coma. So like I um I don't know. I'm going to go with Shane. Okay, so he's out of action for a while. Yeah, he's out of action. I'm going to pick him. And then you got to bed one and marry the other. I have to, what's the other one? Bang one. And then marry the other one. Marry the other one? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, this is a hard one. 
I'm gonna take I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take uh, Funk with Becky, and I'm gonna take Mary with uh, Paul. Nice. Just because you know I, I know him the least, so then we would have you know the rest of our lives to get to know each other better. Hey, this is Chris. I'm from Hot Panda, and you're listening to the Interview Show. Everyone's watching and trying to figure you out. So on the track Masculinity, Catherine, your new bassist, yes, live. She plays the trumpet while somehow playing the bass. Yeah, she plays trumpet and bass at the same time. Is she a miracle find or what? What's that? Is she a miracle find? She's new to the band, right? Yeah, she's a total miracle. She, she's like the best at everything, and she kind of was like available, and uh, so we we got her to got her to join. So can you talk a little bit about the song? 
Uh, about masculinity? Yes, please. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's about it's a song about uh, about about masculinity, about, or about what it's how it's viewed about being being a man and being a tough guy, and you know, uh, yeah, that's kind of what the song's about. Okay, well, you... poking fun at that a bit, poking fun of the idea of what it is to be masculine. Well, that's kind of a, a neat issue, especially for guys that are in the arts, because you know you're going against a lot of the stereotypes of what it is to be a man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of that in that song. A lot of uh, a lot of trying. A lot of trying to be a man in a non-conventional, non-stereotypical, manly, masculine kind of way. Nice. So now on tour, I read you're actually you're on tour right now. Yes. So I was watching an interview with you today on YouTube where you said that the first thing that you're going to do when you get back from your tour is. Do you want me to answer this? Yeah, please. I bet I said take a bath. No. You were like, you nearly interrupted the guy, and you were like, I'm going to have sex. Oh. Oh, man. Yeah, I must have. Yeah, I don't know. I say some I say some things sometimes that I'm not the most proud of. I don't even remember saying that. But The only reason I bring it up is because you were so excited, and you started to jump up and down. <laughs> was... <laughs> Where was this interview? When did I do this interview? I don't even remember it. I think you were, you were, I think you were in Halifax. You guys were talking about Halifax a lot. Anyways, you were like, oh, yeah, that was. Oh, I do know that one. Yeah, that we we had just played a show though, and I think I was still, I still had that that after show energy running through me. You know that like that post show high you get. I still had that going. So nice, nice. I, I assumed I failed at that goal. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> really, I feel bad for you because you were so excited. What I was gonna I know, ask. I know. Well, the the downside. I was. It, it was eventually disappointed. Oh well, actually, even with that, it's, it was a tricky thing too because it's like. I like my girlfriend lives in Toronto and I live in Edmonton and the band is on tour a lot so there's like there's a lot of juggling going on because you look so excited anyways I'm gonna let that one go okay okay at the end of the show I love to have the guest pick a track off the record and talk a little bit about it as I bring up the music oh my I don't even remember that uh what about okay like fuck shit up's a good one to bring up that 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 one was uh uh that that one was actually the first song that we wrote when Catherine came into the band and uh we started just like jamming out kind of like this hip this hip hoppy kind of song and uh as soon as we were done uh playing it when we were just jamming as soon as we like jammed it for a bit we all just started laughing and we were all like this is too ridiculous i think to actually have as being a song and then we kept playing it kept playing it and then we're like wait a minute it's actually the perfect song <laughs> and uh so it went from being this joke that we didn't think would possibly uh, ever see the light of day to becoming like our favorite thing to play hey this is chris i'm from hot panda and you're listening to the interview show (laughs) 